Hi, everyone. Welcome back to an episode of the Pre-Med Perspectives. Today, we have an interview with a very special guest, and we're actually all, me, Isha, Viji, and Ambika, here to interview him. Um, he is known as Med Doc Mo on Instagram, and he just graduated from the Wayne State Medical School, so a huge congratulations to him. But our speaker today has a really unique story that's proven his resilience. He's taken the MCAT three times, and now he has his own tutoring company side hustle for the MCAT as he's a resident, or he's about to be a resident now. Um, so without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into it with MedDoc Mo to talk about everything you need to know to ace the MCAT. Ambika? Okay, so to start off, we're wondering how many, actually Lassie did talk about you taking the MCAT three times, but can you just um, highlight this experience? How did it feel taking this three times? So the MCAT itself, or I want to say thank you guys for having me on this, this uh, podcast. Um, the MCAT itself, I took it three times. So I, I took my first time, I took it in between my uh, summer, between my second or my sophomore year of undergrad and my junior year of undergrad. Unfortunately, I didn't do so as well. I took it again about six months later that January, prior to the MCAT changing to the new format at where it's currently now. Unfortunately, second time around, it didn't click. My score didn't jump as much as I wanted to. So then I took it the third time uh, the following summer um, in between that, I had some uh, mentors that I approached and other individuals that I had talked to to kind of give me guidance and tips along the process. And ultimately, by taking it three times, I feel like I matured along the way and was finally able to find the skills and then the certain techniques so that I could actually ace the MCAT and ultimately matriculate into medical school. I'm so happy you finally found your rhythm and succeeded on that. I know it's a lot of work, so that's really great and commendable. But as a follow-up question, you mentioned the new format of the MCAT. Could you just generally highlight that? What is this format? So the new format of the MCAT consists of four different uh, components. There's the, the biological and biochemical sciences, which entails about 59 questions, and you're allowed about 95 minutes. Uh, a second section is the chemical and physical sciences section, also has 59 questions in, in the time frame of 95 minutes. Um, and then the third section is the psychological and sociological section, which consists of 59 questions, and you have 95 minutes uh, to take that portion of the test. And the last section is the CAR section, which is, is known as the reading comprehension, or formerly known as the verbal. So this, this subject entails taking passages, answering questions, um, and being able to process information and then answer questions right based on the passage or if you infer off the information. And this section has 53 questions and a time frame of 90 minutes. So in total, the total amount of content time is about six hours and 15 minutes. But in, be in between each section, you get about 10 minute break for the first two sections. And after two sections, you get a 30 minute break. Following that, you have five minutes to possibly avoid the section, avoid the whole exam. And then you have five minutes to fill out a quality of survey based on your experience, the testing experience. So in total, it's about seven and a half hours. Most recently due to COVID, there have been some time changes in terms of the allotted time and number of questions per section. So check on aamc.com in order to find out the uh, most up-to-date um, breakdown of the exam currently. Wow, <clears throat> wow, seven and a half hours. That's a long time. That 
really sounds daunting, but so I know how you mentioned earlier, you're three times taking it and you said the first time didn't really click, but the last time did. So I just wanted to ask, how was the initial approach for taking the MCAT that you took different from your final approach? So initially when I first did the MCAT for the first couple of times, I was focusing more on content. So I was reading from textbook companies, reading information, trying to like um, comprehend all the content and understand each of the biological, sociological, psychological sections, rather than focusing on questions. And when talking to mentors and talking to individuals that really did well on their MCAT, I found that practicing questions and learning how to answer the questions based on how the exam writers write the exams um, really solidified and allowed me to jump up few, several points in my exams. Um, some things that I focused on in my final approach was taking more exams. So a few exams that I recommend are next step prep exams. My exam scores on those exams uh, were very reflective and very close to what my actual score in the MCAT. Um, I also struggled with the verbal section, the car section. So one thing that one mentor recommended to me was exam crackers 101 passages in MCAT verbal reasoning. And this is just a, a book of 101 passages. And every day I would do a couple passages here and there in a time format. And as a result of that kind of consistently breaking down and understanding where I was getting wrong, I was able to jump up my verbal score by a few points. And this is ultimately led to me scoring in the top 20 percentile for the MCAT. So things that I really focus on are exam questions, focusing on reviewing material, I mean, reviewing what I got wrong on my exam uh, questions and learning to adapt. And then really focus on my weaknesses through exam crackers 101. Okay, that sounds really good. It's um, the fact that you've kind of learned from your mistakes and were able to, you know, find the best approach to acing this exam. And so um, going off of that, I just want to know, um, would you recommend self-studying or would you recommend going through like a specific tutoring company? What are your opinions on that? So in terms of self-studying versus tutoring company, each person is different. So each person has a different uh, philosophy or like how they approach to studying. Um, personally, I did self-studying. Uh, I initially thought that I had the dedication and the structure in, in, in mind that I could focus and plan out a schedule. For others, um, they need that structure. They need that plan so they can offer through a tutoring company. Personally, myself, I recently have started a, tutoring, a self side hustle where I do my own tutoring, one-on-one -on -one personal tutoring, where I personalize the tutoring aspects for the MCAT to what the needs and wants of each individual 2T. And I'm very helpful, uh, very helpful. Uh, I'm very happy to use what I've learned from my multiple time attempts to take the MCAT and apply that so that each individual can be successful uh, in terms of acing the MCAT and getting the desired score that they want. But to kind of wrap things up, it's, it's dedicated to each individual. So if someone is able to work on their own and develop a plan, I would recommend self-studying. But if they are not, I would recommend either consulting my business or other tutors or a tutoring company to kind of figure out that structure uh, if they desire. Okay, okay, that makes sense. And I think it's really cool that, you know, you're taking your experience and what you've learned to help other students do well in this exam as well. And um, going off of that, I just want to know, what are some free resources people can use? Because obviously MCAT prep can get very expensive. So just, you know, what's already out there? So I think one big free resource you can use is going on the website, the AAMC um, MCAT um, Test Hub, and they have a couple of things that they have off to offer. They have Khan Academy, which is a great resource. 
I personally used it when I was studying for my MCAT. And Khan Academy is a test bank. They have, they have two components. So they have over 1,100 videos and they also have 3,000 review questions based off those videos. So it's a great way for you to supplement and focus on areas that you're weak at. So if you're weak in the chemistry and the, phys the physics aspects, that you can ha look at specific videos um, where you can watch those videos, review those videos, then uh, answer questions based on those videos. And it can, kind of, kind of, it can solidify content that you're not familiar with. Um, I wouldn't recommend using all the videos um, just because it can be overwhelming, the amount of videos, but I would use it as a source to focus on aspects where you need to refresh your memory on certain concepts or re-solidify concepts. In addition to that, the AMC also offers like content outlines. So AMC writes the actual tests. They have these content outlines that um, tell you which content, which, which aspects of the MCAT or concept that they want you to know. So these are also other resources that you can supplement um, based on what you need to know. Uh, those are two things that I would recommend for that are free and out there for everyone to use. So from what you've been saying, it seems like the MCAT is a really big undertaking and it seems like studying for it, it just seems really overwhelming and time consuming. So um, maybe you could talk about how much extra time you had outside of studying for the MCAT to do things for your personal self, such as um, fitness, family, fun, etc. So in terms of the MCAT, um, one thing I always tell each individual person that comes approaches me is to set a, set a date for the exam, because if you set a date for three months in advance, you're more likely, studies have shown that you're more likely to succeed and um, accomplish that goal by setting a date, a deadline. If you don't, you're always going to want to postpone the exam. You're not going to feel completely ready. So one thing I always tell individuals is set a date so that you can have a schedule in mind. Um, but then kind of balancing outside of the MCAT, I always structure uh, breaks as well as a set deadline and time frame. Like I'm going to study today from like 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. But in between those, those aspects, I'll set aside 20, 30 minute breaks to go eat lunch or I'll set an hour of my time in between to go and have fun with, have dinner with the family or have a game night with the family. So I always structure in, in my schedule uh, a lot of time for those breaks. Um, and then on top of that, when, when the 5 p.m. deadline came or something like that, sometimes I needed a couple extra hours, I would have some leeway and study for an extra hour. But then I would say, you know what? At the end of the night now, I'm going to focus on having balance. I'm going to go hang out with my friends, for, for example, or I'll go to the lake on, on a Saturday and take a couple hours off. So structuring planned breaks or planned times um, where I was away from studying allowed me the opportunity to kind of decompress and find that balance so that I, when I go back to studying, I'm able to be refreshed and can focus 100% on my studying. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's really important to find that work-life balance, especially when you're um, studying for something as important and as big and time-consuming as the MCAT. Um, so it, it's obvious that you have a lot of experience with the MCAT and it seems like you have a lot of um, helpful pieces of advice to give. But if you were to give just one piece of advice to someone who's going to be studying for the MCAT or taking the MCAT soon, um, what would you say to them? The biggest advice I would tell someone is to have a plan, plan in mind. So talk to someone or who's taken the MCAT before. You can talk to myself and our, my, my tutoring company. Um, and have a kind of set schedule and plan set out. Like, hey, I'm going to have the MCAT. I'm going to take it. 
in June of this coming year. I'm going to dedicate two and a half months to the MCAT um, and set a schedule and follow that schedule. But also at the same time, understand that sometimes schedules don't have it set as rigid as it is. Like if you study and you set, I'm going to study four subjects one, one day today, and you say three, don't get too hard on yourself. Um, be flexible with your schedule, but having a schedule in mind and also a set date where you're taking the exam, um, I think is very key because I've seen a lot of students will say, you know what, I'm going to take the MCAT in June, but not schedule the actual exam. And then they, can, they get closer to May and they're like, you know what, I don't feel ready. Like I'm not, I don't feel ready for it. They postpone to July, Ju late June hits and it's a couple weeks before the exam. Like, you know, what, I'm not ready for it. I'm going to postpone to August and they continue to postpone the exam. Um, not actually take the exam. So my biggest advice is set a schedule, set a date, and abide by it, be, be, but be flexible with your time. You're going to have days where you're going to be more productive and less productive. So that's my biggest advice I feel like for people who take the MCAT at this moment now. That's awesome. I think the theme of your message today has kind of been stick to a schedule and, you know, go with it. Um, but obviously, I just thought of a question as you were talking here that deals with, you know, your schedule itself. You know, there's some people who take the MCAT um, during the school year and there's some people who take the MCAT before the school year after summer. Um, can you explain the diff I'm not sure when you took the MCAT. Can you talk about when you took it, the season you took it, and how it differs studying for it while you're in school, um, taking on a whole course load versus, you know, you're, it's kind of summer, you have a more free schedule, you know, the MCAT, you can eat, breathe, and sleep the MCAT. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, so when I took my MCAT, um, primarily, I took it, the first time I took it was in the summertime, so I had a lot of three months, and initially, um, I took it with the tutoring company, where I had six weeks um, structured courses with, that, with them offered. I didn't really like the courses because I felt like they were teaching me, like I'm in a classroom, and I just didn't function in that kind of setting. I knew I could self-study at the given moment in time. So I continued with the course, but um, having it in the summertime, I'm going to go back to your, your question, having it into the summertime, you can eat, sleep, and breathe MCAT. I wouldn't recommend to, uh, studying for the MCAT during the school year just because you're going to be balancing so much. You're going to be balancing courses. You're going to be balancing extracurricular activities, potentially volunteering opportunities, whatnot. And on top of that, you're taking the MCAT, which is a, a beast of itself. It's a, it's a very thorough exam, very stressful exam for a lot of pre-meds individuals. So I personally wouldn't recommend doing it during the school year, but there are some individuals that do. And if you're going to do that route, I would dedicate a few, uh, a longer period of time of studying for the MCAT, maybe like four to five months. But you, what you can do in that opportunity is instead of doing like four or five um, chapters or review or questions, you can break it up in smaller chunks over time uh, so that you can get through all the material and then dedicate an adequate amount of time to your studies as well as the MCAT. Um, but I personally did it in the summertime. So I said about eight to 12 weeks um, that's, a, I think, good estimate, two to three months of just solid MCAT, where in the first couple of weeks, you can um, take, an, take a practice exam to see where your baseline score is at so that you can get a sense, okay, this is what I'm strong at, this is what I'm weak at, this is what I need to work on, what things I need to work on, so you get a baseline score. And then from there, you can do some content review, um, get, a, get a solid foundation of what you're lacking at, and that's where you can utilize the AMC content lines, or you can look at Khan Academy and say, hey, you know what? I'm working this psych and social section. I'm going to watch some videos, 
refine it, refine my concepts, get a better understanding of them, and then go back and do questions to make sure that you're understanding what you're learning. Um, and then my biggest thing after that would be take practice exams. The more practice you get, practice questions from the actual like, um, source and get an understanding of how they write questions, you're going to be better at taking the exam and then you're, you have a big opportunity to jump, jump uh, multiple points if you can really understand where you're getting things wrong and um, see how you can improve in the long run. Absolutely. So based on what you're saying, I, I could totally see your answer coming there. I can't imagine how stressful it would be, you know, taking all your upper level science classes on top of doing the MCAT. So I do think it's a great suggestion um, that you gave, if possible, to take the MCAT during the summer. So one other question I just thought of right now is, I do know you have to take chemistry, biology, um, organic one, organic two, chemistry, physics, and biochem before you take the actual MCAT. Um, so leading up to this point, do you recommend that, you know, every summer you're studying, you know, chemistry, then the summer after that you're studying biology? How do you recommend we upkeep our knowledge on the specific subject areas so that when it comes to studying for the MCAT, we aren't super overloaded and like, oh my God, I need to relearn all of these um, subjects that I took, you know, two three years ago and it's looking back and think something that comes to mind is just like trying to do well in your classes and not essentially doing it for the grade but try to understand what you're learning so try to understand photosynthesis or try to understand the biological process that you learn in the intro level bios or the anatomy physiology and if you try to understand that and you um, understand versus memorize you have a better chance of repetition and um, remembering it down the line. One thing that you can always use, I, I've heard that they use, is a good, good uh, supplemental is UWorld. UWorld is a great resource, um, practice question bank for the MCAT uh, that they introduced after I started. I did it for my, my test prep companies when I was taking step one and step two in the medical school. Um, but space repetition through UWorld is a great resource that you can do to help people up to uptake your um, information but i wouldn't stress too much in terms of content like having to study it each summer to make sure you know your stuff um i would just try to at the at, at each level of your courses understand the material try to do as well as you can in it and that'll give you the basis and foundation for when you take the mcat yourself that's awesome i uh, you know you world is something that i personally use for the sat and act so it's great to know that um you world is an option available for even um not even the mcap but the usmle but all the advice you gave today is awesome i really appreciate how you gave those free resources but also you know there are paid resources that are more helpful like tutors and your company um so everyone make sure you check out um dr mo's instagram and if you have any questions specific questions about the MCAT and getting tutored by him make sure you dm him so you guys can set up the time to talk but um dr mo thank you so much for your time today and we really got a lot of insight about the MCAT thank you you're welcome thank you for having me on here uh it was a pleasure and i'm hopeful if anyone has any questions about medical school the pre-med track tutoring for the MCAT feel free to reach out at my instagram my dr mo i'm always willing to help out I love giving back and mentoring students, so feel free to reach out. Awesome. Thank you.